The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What took an engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out and save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find you were four years Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Jordan Cooney. Hello, SEOs. My name is Jordan Cooney from Previsible. And this week, we're going to be discussing SEO data and empathy for storytelling. Joining me is Sarah Painus, who is the brand storytelling strategist at Kindred Speak. She has over 20 years experience leading successful empathy data-driven brand storytelling. Yesterday, Sarah and I talked about leveraging SEO to inform your content calendar. And today, we're going to continue our conversation. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Sarah, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, happy to be back. Awesome. I'm so excited about this topic. I think it's an underrated topic and probably one that might sound a little bit confusing, right? Data and empathy, do those things go together? But let's just start off by kind of trying to understand what's your perspective on data and empathy and why do these two have anything to do with storytelling? Yes. Well, so in the previous episode, I talked about my Fed method. So I won't go into detail on that one. So folks, if if you want, listen to the one before this. But Fed, my Fed method is focus plus empathy plus data. And that's the foundation of every great storytelling plan, which will inform your content calendars on what the heck you should talk about throughout the year. And so the combination why I love empathy plus data is there's so often times that, you know, we as human beings, we have intuition, we have feelings, right? We can, we can see things or kind of gut check kind of some scenarios. 
But in the 20 years I've been on the corporate and agency side, a lot of times the gut check or the feeling doesn't get received as well by like decision makers or leaders. They might be like, well, we can't go based off of your gut, even though you're like your gut's really strong, which is kind of sad, but I get it because you just want that. They just want extra validation, right? That they're making the right decision. And that's what don't, don't we all? So that's why I actually feel like this pairing of empathy plus data is that mix of the art and the science. And it puts the humanness back to brands that we essentially need and that people are craving in this world. And that's why I love, I have my podcast marketing with empathy and we talk about how you can humanize your brand to better connect with your audiences because it will drive better results. It's not like just because it's a nice to have. I've seen it drive top ROI for brands. The storytelling work that connects with people is what they remember. Stanford research shows that stories are 22 times more memorable than data alone. So you need like the combination of the two to make it that zing, that zing moment. I saw like this great picture once online and it was it showed all these Legos and it was showing like this big pile of all these Legos and how here's all the information. And then once you get them sorted, like that was data and it had them all stacked by color and like bar graphs. But then it said, when you add a story that like those straight lines up and down, these rows of Legos suddenly can be crafted into a home, a house, a Lego house. And that's the difference of like data when you put it over the edge with empathy, then suddenly you're crafting something that people are going to remember more and want to consume more, which is going to drive better results. So that's really why I love the combo of the two. And I just think humans in general right now, especially more than ever, of all ages, we are, the statistics are showing we are drastically craving connection. There is anxiety and depression and stress and all these things that have skyrocketed even more post pandemic, right? Teenagers and kids all the way up to adults. So what better way than through our own content that we're sharing, we can help people, we can serve them, we can entertain them. We can, you know, there's so many different things you can do from a storytelling perspective that actually help your audience. And if you create that connection, there's going to be much more loyalty long-term. And like I said, you're going to drive better results. So for me, it's always been about that mixture of art and science, but and communicating it in a way that like leaders can say an easy yes to versus like, "Mm, I need more information. You got to prove it to me kind of a thing. Oh man. One of the things I love saying is keep it human, right? And I think that that combination there is such a perfect narrative of why data and empathy in the storytelling process creates connection. And I truly appreciate that. And I think a lot of folks, whether you're, you're more on the SEO side, sometimes we go way too heavy on the data side and we're, we're trying to bang keywords into a square or round hole. And other times the art gets a little out of bounds and, and loses its connection with people. But the beauty of connecting those two things and keeping it human is such a critical component to successful storytelling. And without a doubt, I think all of society is looking for better ways to connect. And, and I think it's, it's really evident in how things have transformed in the la- recent couple of years coming out of the pandemic, how storytelling has changed and has evolved. And I think that really leads to this next question for you, which is, where is this going? Where is the future of storytelling going? And how is data and empathy going to influence? And this is maybe less about the vehicles that we use, like whether it's on social media or a blog post, or is ChatGPT going to all of a sudden take over all of our storytelling? 
please, not another no. article about ChatGPT. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on a serious note, where is it going? What's the future hold for our storytelling? Yeah, well, I wish I could be a futurist and tell you exactly. But from <laughs> the 20 years I've no been doing ball, this, Sarah. you're kind of seeing... No, I know. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be so convenient. I would be making millions. Right. <laughs> um, but... Where it's going now and the trend it continues to go is good, which is companies are investing more in storytelling. They are realizing, and especially through the pandemic, a lot of companies really realized that they had to make more of a connection with their audience to get their attention and to get them to care. And you have this whole younger generation. Statistically, you see all these stats online about how they think a little differently and how they really do want to be aligned to what a brand thinks or feels or what their, how their CEO is or different things. There's a lot more of that. And so I, I just look at it and I, I have two young kids myself and I'm like, it's so interesting of, I'm curious what it'll be like as, as they're adults. But there is this growing trend of, yes, we want to just be more mindful of the things we're consuming or how we're spending our time. And people are just going to get continue to get smarter and savvier. And so as storytellers, as companies, as brands, you just need to remember to be human. I mean, really, it is that simple. Like there's no tips and tricks. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's tricks and tips and things like that, I suppose. But I don't like the word tricks. But there are tips to optimize and make things better. But it is about being human. And remember, you're speaking to other humans and treating and creating experiences and content and things that will serve them better and make them want to re-engage. Like, I mean, that's ultimately the goal. You want them to know you, like you and buy you. I mean, really, that's kind of like a framework for, for what we do, I guess, on every day from a brand perspective. So, so yeah, I mean, I just think that humanness is going to continue. I think that what we're seeing now is actually super interesting, even in the social channels is my observation because I was around in 2008 when we started social for Sleep Number, a billion dollar brand. And, and I started the social with our, our team and we grew that into a, the top ROI generator for the whole company. And it's kind of fun to see how social I feel like in some ways is going back to how it was where it actually had the socialness, where you're seeing a lot more of that desire to just have more authentic conversations and not everything has to be perfectly polished and perfect. And you see that too with the younger generation with TikToks and things like not all of it is perfect. And I've had another conversation once with someone and I said, I think right now anyway, I feel like there's an expectation, a high expectation for quality audio and video in terms of how it looks and how it sounds like it, that it's clear, but it doesn't have to be perfectly like orchestrated, if you know what I mean. It doesn't have to be this big old shoot, but they just want to hear it really well. So it could be like not perfectly made, but it needs to sound perfect. If you know what I mean? Like, I think that's it. Like our expectations for having good audio, you know, is important. Like we want to listen to something and not have to be like, what did they just say? It's kind of fumbly and staticky. I'm not really sure. They're, right. It sounds like they're in a cave, right? We don't want that. And with video, we don't want it to be like all grainy. We want to like see what are we looking at, but it can just be real. So I think there's this realness and you see that with influencers even where there's this, there's, there's always been backlash, yeah, pros and cons with influencers. But essentially, and I, I do a lot with influencer marketing too, but my whole thing is anyone can be an influencer. Like your customers are influencers, the person next door, you're an influencer on search, right? I mean, like this podcast, people are coming, you influence people's decisions. 
we just need to be human and people like more human, less plasticky, like fake influencers. They just want to like go to someone they feel like they can trust and they relate to and things like that. So I think we'll continue to see a lot of diversity and openness. But from a storytelling perspective, I just think it's going to continue to grow. And I think brands are going to continue to lean into it more because they're realizing they can make better connections that way versus with a static ad. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Yeah, no doubt. One of the things, though, that scares me in terms of a fad that I've noticed, and, and speaking of data and empathy, I think these two have, this fad has, has, has capitalized on those to take advantage of people and get them really siloed in, which is I've noticed that consumers and users and readers or whatever you want to call them, followers, have become incredibly focused, incredibly like one channel minded. So they're only going to consume their content on TikTok, or I'm only going to consume my information or my knowledge through one, one website or one vertical. And, and that really scares me. I think that part of it is there's a fatigue going on. You kind of mentioned that, right? There's a fatigue where it's like, there's just too much coming at me. And I don't know if I really want to process all of that. So I've just made this internal decision to only watch or consume from one thing. And that's, that's kind of scary. I think that's really scary. And I'm wondering from your perspective, how data and empathy can help us break free from that. Or if this is really like just a, an evolution of where content and storytelling is going. Right? Storytelling is ingrained in all of these vehicles. It's ingrained in all of our content. It's part of the process. But how do we break free from this kind of very singular focused mentality that so many consumers and users and people are kind of stuck in? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. My initial reaction is it's twofold because your question is around consumer behavior versus what I focus on is then with the company and like, what are we going to, what's the brand going to create that will go to that consumer? I think it's going to be really hard to change consumer behavior. So I, I think that if someone's made up their mind to just look at something from one site, 
and that's your core demographic and you know a big chunk of your people are on that site, then I would say make content for that site (laughs) or find a way to partner and integrate with that site, I guess, right? But I would say as content planners and myself being a storytelling strategist is that's where you want to look for a lot of data in a lot of different places. SEO is one. I love looking at a lot of different SEO sites and free locations. And some of your classic ones, like I'll go to Answer the Public and I'll go on keywordtool.io. But I'll, I'll also look at just like the Google search bar and what comes up for related searches. Or But then now I love going to even social channels themselves. Pinterest is great. You start typing something in and it'll, it'll prompt you and give you other ideas of what are other people searching for around whatever you started typing in. TikTok, I saw that research that Gen Z is using TikTok to as their search engine instead of Google. That's fascinating. But then you're right, isolated to them just looking at TikTok (laughs) for their source of information. But again, if that's your audience and you want to reach them, well, then you should, you should, that's where you go. But I think when I'm, my long answer to that is I think as, as you're planning content, it's really important to look at a variety of different places of data because then you're not being, as a strategy planner, you're not being siloed to your point. You're thinking holistically and you're taking into mind what is it that our audience really is thinking and feeling and cares about and has questions and their goals and whatever it is, like their primary and secondary goals and all those things because then you can reach them. And then it's that marriage of, well, what does the company care about? What are your storytelling pillars? But then what does the consumer care about? And then you want to marry the two because that's why people, I mean, you're ultimately serving your audience. And so I think that's how we remove like our bias as content planners is we just need to look at a lot of different sources of information so that we're really getting a nice holistic picture across a lot of different places of what is going on. And so like when I say that, I mean like SEO, yes, look for a lot of different SEO types of insights and long tail queries that are like more in the unbranded space related to your industry, related to your storytelling pillars. But then you're going to get into like specific keywords or things, of course, that you want to optimize your content for and how you should do that and how it's going to get things to rank the best. But also look at social listening like what's happening in your communities or in competitor communities or you know industry communities what are people talking about great example is during covid right at the beginning of it i was working with a with sleep number as a consultant i was in house with sleep number for a long time and then i consulted with them for for 2 years after and we were like i was in these different mom groups on facebook and consistently in all these different mom groups and parent groups there was so much mom guilt happening. It was like on steroids, way more than moms already guilt ourselves because everyone, I just kept seeing this. Oh, I, sh- I feel like I should, I know I should be doing the dishes or I know I should be doing laundry. I know I should have the energy to do this with the kids, but I'm just like fried. I'm just so tired or I just blah, blah, blah. And I just kept seeing it. And we had this brainstorm internally at Sleep Number. And I was like, I was just sharing this. And I said, gosh, this is this emotion. And I feel it myself like personally, but that was just me. But like you look out and you see these multiple groups and all these moms sharing this. And so we ended up creating a multi-content series on our on the Sleep Number blog called Stop Shooting Yourself. And it was really rooted in health and wellness of like, just go to sleep, just go take a nap. Like it's okay, like things will wait. But it was told through the lens of real moms that were feeling this guilt and going through these things with their kids or with their aging parents. And they were having the stress of having to handle all this crap like during COVID that was going on with their own lives as well and their own jobs. And it was 
so we got such great engagement and like really like human heartfelt responses on those stories when we shared them because people related to it, right? And so that helps you kind of just take yourself out of it. Look at paid media results and internal customer insights and customer loyalty programs. I love getting employee feedback too. If you have like a lot of employees, what are they saying? What are they hearing? Customer service insights. What are people calling or chatting about in, you know, that you can help use content to help answer and reduce call volume, you know, back into into your company as an example. Website traffic analytics. What are people looking at? What are key actions that they're doing? There's just so many, this robust world of data. So yeah, I, I would say that would be my answer is making sure that we at least can control that we're holistically looking at multiple sources so that we're having the right information to share. Yeah, you, you brought up one really interesting thing there was like forums. And I think one of the big missing components of where our storytelling is, is it's not a discussion anymore, right? It's just like a, a one-way vehicle. And the more that it becomes a discussion, I think the more human it is, the more natural it feels, the more it connects with people. And and I think mm-hmm. we've lost our way, both on the internet and other vehicles as well, like the discussion component of it, that there is a two-way conversation happening is, has sometimes been lost, in, in, in my opinion. But in closing here, I'd love for you to pitch your other podcasts and tell us a little bit more about, about Kindred Speak. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, so if this resonates with you guys, I'd love to have you hop on over, listen to Marketing with Empathy, my podcast. It is designed for content marketers to help them more confidently navigate the world of brand storytelling. So it's a mix of interviews with brands that are doing storytelling and kind of getting that behind the scenes of how it worked, learnings, things like that, as well as solo episodes for myself, just sharing insights to help you more confidently do your job and love your job more. And you can check out my my company, kindredspeak.com. And I do a mix of helping freelance consulting for corporations as well as entrepreneurs. And I also have a couple of online courses to help teach you how to do the work yourself, like how to think like an editorial director for your brand. So I really do a mix of like, I can do the work for you or I can teach you how to do it yourself. So if any of that sounds interesting, definitely connect with me on those places. And then I'm really active on LinkedIn. So you can find me at Sarah Panus on LinkedIn too. Awesome. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Voice Search Podcast. Thank you to Sarah Panus, brand storytelling strategist at Kindred Speak for joining us. Tomorrow, we will have a new episode on the Voices of Search. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.